Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Send out this message to those who are in need. Often when we're in pain, we drop to our knees to grieve. It's through expression when we confess him that we search for the lesson. But often the blessing is in the message that we have yet to receive. I know there's going to be a lot of well wishes to the dog that I'm about to read. Fuck it. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Let the dog off the leash. Oh, Steve. It was it was excellent. I wasn't gonna laugh at it, but I couldn't help it. <laughs> all right, I was like, yeah, let, let that one go. Um, all right, uh, welcome to the emails, baby. That was my last since we talked about X yesterday. Uh, that was my last final salute. Salute to the brother. Um, rest in peace, baby. Okay, this is from Abel. This is the nigga that I had to check, sorta, for coming at the Black Queens. Uh, so oh, oh, so he answered back already. Um, he did, but not to them. This is not. He's not oh, okay. even. I think uh, he got gotcha. the message. Yeah, yeah. From uh, Abel Apples, I call this nigga Apples. Abel Asmrome, anime. If you die on me, bitch, I'll kill you. Uh, yo, Aries, what's good, my nigga? I see you struggling with my name, brother. It's pronounced Abel, like Cain and Abel. In the Bible. Yeah, nigga, I got your first name, Abel. What the fuck is Asmrome? A-S-M-R-O-M-E. Asmrome? Asmrome? It's your last name I struggle with. Um, in response to episode 248, when you asked who in modern times has a muscul- masculine, gritty voice like Tina Turner, well, I have it. I have to give it to Keisha Cole, which I, dog, no. But I, let me read this. Because she got that super raspy voice, plus she's hood as a motherfucker. Keisha Cole, when she's talking in interviews, has the raspiness. I know what you mean. But when she sings, her voice is silky. You don't hear the raspiness. It's absolutely silky. 
It's like wet chocolate, nigga. Liquid chocolate. Um, and if Keisha Cole is too feminine for Tina, then how about Macy Gray? I have to stop. I, 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 I don't, Macy, not either. Uh, Macy's voice is very specific, who I'm so glad disappeared a little bit because her acting drove me nuts. Um, but she was a great singer. You, you got the wine, don't you now, boy? Yeah. Tariq, close your eyes. These punk cops gonna shoot me. <laughs> uh, you got to get licking up in here to do your business. I, I, her voice was in training day. I, I, I couldn't. Ugh. Uh, and she had a weird sound to me. But Macy Gray, nah, yo, not like Tina. Uh, fuck sounding like a man, nigga. That bitch pissed standing up, LOL. Now, I would never advocate for hitting a woman because that shit is foul as fuck. But since you brought up Michael Jackson and Tina Turner, is there a correlation between those 60s and 70s ass whoopings and platinum plaques and rest in peace X? I wanted to take my dog outside and go rob a nigga in honor of, but I digress. I ranked Belly as the second best hood movie right behind Menace to Society. All right, that was it. Peace, A&A. Love y'all niggas. Um, <clears throat> I think there was a major difference between Michael Jackson's ass whoopings versus Tina Turner's. Um, Tina was a grown woman. Uh, there's, there was no place for that whatsoever. Not trying to say there was a place for Michael to get whipped, but Joe's agenda was, motherfucker, get these dance steps right. Get in here and practice these moves. I'm trying to build an empire. I'm trying to build, put you in position to be great which will benefit you. Now, whether you agree or disagree that the physical discipline was necessary, um, I guess we could debate that. Um, but Michael was a kid, which means that he wanted to be a kid at times, which means he probably wasn't focused um, at times because um, that's a lot of responsibility for a child um, to have to sing and dance and rehearse and memorize and travel on the road. Um, so some of that, and again, not saying Joe's right or wrong, but some of that might have been for him to make sure Michael kept his focus. Um, again, Tina's a grown woman. You know, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to validate. I'm not. But, you know, you know what I'm saying, Andy? Like, the, the, the ass whoopings for Michael was probably driven towards get in here and do what you're supposed to do for the sake of the business, for the sake of the family, for the sake of trying to build something ike was just a foul ass nigga yeah but see what 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 what's missing on on mike uh on mr michael jackson uh he was just a little kid and the rest of the group was really formed joe had them already working so anytime michael was being a kid that focus that 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 irritation that he would have was for a, a little you kid that was still being a kid and should have been a kid. He couldn't. Uh, I, I'm not saying that that has anything to do with it, but I think it. I think it hurt Michael more because uh, he didn't see what the other kids went through. He went through it. But I, if I'm, if unless I'm wrong, I think some of the other kids endured it too. Yeah, they did. Right, but they were older. They were right. like at a place where it. Not that it ever makes sense to someone, but. When you fuck up when you're older and your dad hits you, you're like, oh, well, I fucked up. And right. you're also strong enough to take it. 
Right. In some cases. Michael was a little kid. He fucked up. He didn't even know that he fucked up. I mean, it's a little kid. Right. And to be beaten like that as a little kid, that affects you and scars you in a different way. But again, and to his what he's asking, Michael achieved more than the rest of them. So Well, Michael was the key that Started the yeah, but at that time it wasn't when it was the Jackson fought when it was the early yeah, Jackson fought. Still recognize he was the guy. Jermaine was the guy though. Nah, yeah, he nah, was nah, at son. that point. Nah, son, no. Michael was always the Beyonce of that destination. But he was child. a little kid at the time, hey, dude. Do you remember that song that he did? Uh, that great clip. I forget what show he was on. When I had you. I treated you bad. Dude, that you saw right there. The power, the ability, the range. Mike was a motherfucker. There's no denying that, but there wasn't 15 to like 20-year-old girls who were watching the Jackson 5 and going, ooh, I really, that my little Michael Jackson, the sexy one. No, Jermaine was the sexy one. He was the star of the show at that time. I think that's debatable, brother. Highly debatable. Uh, yeah, I think that's highly debatable. Let me ask you this. I mean, obviously, if you could see into the future, I think I'd know what anybody would say. But knowing what we know in terms of what Michael had to endure to become what he became, would you take the mass weapons? I welcome the biggest motherfucker ever. All that money, Neverland, fame, I, give me the mass weapons, man. You, you would have to. The answer for him has to be no, because he couldn't. He couldn't endure it. But do you think the answer for him would have been no once he achieved all that well, and became what he became? You think he would go? If I could do it all over again, I wouldn't do it. If he, if you could take the knowledge that you have as an old as an adult and go, okay, but let me I, and be able to make some. Be able to understand what was happening in a different way. Yeah, you. Of course, you would because you would you you would be able to deal with the situations differently. But you don't get that option as a little kid, and to end up where Michael Jackson ended up. No, I, I think that if you could pull him back to Earth right now, if you could Superman him up here mm-hmm. uh, and and get him to return to life and ask him, he'd say, "No, man. Look at look at how it ended up for me." Right, but. I mean, isn't that always the case where you want to, I mean, you want those, everybody wants to achieve that greatness, that level, but are, how many people are, would put in that work, that effort, yeah, no, that's take all, that pain, that's that abuse? That's always a fair question. Um, I mean, most people won't make the work. I mean, I, I'm just, from a comedy standpoint, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, and I'm not saying this because, and I don't. I don't even really feel comfortable even saying this because it, it, invo- it involves your, uh, your platform. But when we talk about success and being successful, how many people would put in this, the work that Kevin Hart put in when he was putting in all that work, when he wasn't doing anything else but a working? A lot of people probably wouldn't. And, 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 and you know a lot of talented comics. There's comics that you know right now that I know that I think are, that we think are much... I don't want to say it that way either. Funnier? Okay, funnier than Kevin Hart. But right. who? But how many of those put in the work that Kevin did that would be yeah, willing to put in that I, kind of work? Listen, I don't want to 
and of course it's going to come off this way. I don't want to sound like I'm hating because I look at the end of the day, I, I don't know all the X's and O's and for sure all the ingredients to his successful chili recipe. Um, but I think when you got a lot of different cooks in the kitchen helping, yeah, that's a different point. That that, that adds still, to it. That, that 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 might speed up your vaccine. Yes, it, I agree with what you're saying. Yours, and you know, I don't look at you in that same vein. Also, because you people don't realize this about you. You gave up a lot of your younger youth to to excel at a certain time in your life. People in their twenties aren't doing what you were doing. Yeah. I don't think people realize that you gave uh, as much as you got from that. They don't realize what you had to give up to get that as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. Shit. Thank you. <laughs> but so let me ask you this question differently. So you, so you can answer that question. Would you, would you change your growth process and give up that success that you had in the 90s to get more knowledge of what the business is, how the business works, and get success a little later in life instead or have the option of getting success more. So the more success that you want now, no, you wouldn't give that up. No, I just would uh, move different, think different, execute different, but I wouldn't give up anything. Well, but some of the reasons that you didn't move different or execute different, you didn't have, you were youthful. I didn't, ha- I didn't have an Obi-Wan Kenobi. And you were youthful. You didn't have yeah. that experience. I learned as I go. And some of the mistakes that I've made, and I've said this, have haunted me to this day. And they were my mistakes. Um, not all of them. Uh, some you just, you know, you walk down the wrong alley because you don't know no better. But, you know, certainly some of them have been my mistakes. Quick joke. Um, what did Michael Jackson say when his pops hit him with the belt? No. He, he. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> But going back to that, it's it's you don't really it's it's hard to say that you know what you know from your life experience. But I don't know that I could say I would go through Michael Jackson shit to get his success because I don't think that I would have done any better with it than he did. God, you're so humble. Um, I want to do this thing real quick because my man mentioned Belly, which we know we both saw. And I got to say, you know how I feel. And I've expressed my my love for Nas. Um, I think he's him and Jay-Z, if they were comedians, they would be Biggie and Dave Chappelle. Um, I think Nas is one of the greatest lyricists ever, but also one of the worst actors ever. Nas was horrible in Belly. And the thing about Nas that was funny to me was it seemed like in the movie, he, he did a lot of voiceovers. Um, and my issue with Nas is he has a very, like you said with Snoop, he has a very specific sound, uh, real, real breathy, uh, real slow. Um, and it just felt like every time Nas would say something in the movie, certain things would voiceover wise, it felt like a song was coming. It felt like, a uh, 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 it was the, the prelude to a, to a track. Um, so like, cause I remember the big thing in, in belly was, he was always talking about, and a lot of people kind of felt, that it was a little corny. Uh, him talking about Africa, going back to Africa. This is always what it felt like when you heard Nas on the on the joint. Yo, shit was wild, crazy kid. Yo, Bonds was wild and son. He killed anybody and everybody. He just didn't give a fuck. That's when I told Keisha, 
Yo, we gotta go back to Africa, yo. Light it up. Light it up. Yo, I remember one time I knew my girl Keisha. We fought, but I knew she loved me, God. Because I came down the steps one morning and there she was making a nigga breakfast and shit. Eggs and grits with cheese, turkey, bacon, and sausage, butt-ass naked. And I knew she loved me because the grease was popping mad hot, burning her titties and shit. Light it up. Light it up. Yo, the block was crazy, kid. Cops started chasing us and shit. Motherfucking, I dropped my crack. Buns dropped his gun. Yo, they chased us all the way to the projects, yo. When I got home, I was shook. I needed to take a shit. So that's what I did. I ain't had nothing on but my Tims and my gun in my hand. And I took a shit. Light it up. Yeah, so that's what it sounded like to me. (laughs) (laughs) Every time that nigga spoke, I was waiting for the track. Um, did you like that movie? I would have liked it better if my girl wasn't all into the fight. Still stuck on that, dude. I, I'm telling you, I it it, 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 it it that was the problem, right? Okay. Um, and there's like been three times that I wanted to see it since then, right? And every time that just like I can see her talking, and I don't, right. I, don't I don't watch it again. Yeah, I like that movie up until the end. The end kind of felt weird to me. Um, and again, it beca- I guess it because it was Hype Williams, the whole thing just felt like a video. It, it was supposed to feel like a video, though, I think. That opening scene, though, is one of the best opening scenes ever. Steady, are you ready? However do you want it. However do you need it. When they're coming through the club, that lighting, that, that opening is one of the coldest openings ever. All right. A woman... A new woman, Delisha, I, and I counted it, dude. I didn't. I, 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 let's see, Shannon, Deidre Ann Johnson, AB, CC, Farah, Shamor, Kimberly. Um, there was the gay lesbian chick. Uh, I remember that chick that we was at Charlie Goodnights. These two, one of the Hispanic girls, yeah. she said she was a fan. That's nine, Cree. I think this is number eleven, yo. Yeah, but you keep shouting out these women. Where, where are? I mean, where are dudes? Where's Leroy Furious? Dude, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe they locked his ass up. They got to him. <laughs> Leroy <laughs> Furious. Dude, we where's it? Got your ass, Sergio Sosa. Get back at us, man. Yeah, man. Where y'all niggas at, man? All right, all right. Go ahead and shout uh, out to the ladies. Delisha, Delisha, Delisha. First time emailer. Uh... My name is Delisha. I hope I'm saying it. Delisha or Delisha? I'm going to say Delisha. My name is Delisha, and I'm a semi-new listener. I heard about your podcast when you were on Gary Owens' podcast. I love, love, love it. I have always been a fan and find you hilarious. You are one of those celebrities that I want to be friends with in real life, LOL. I love the dynamic of you two. I can relate to Andy with how he tries to see the point of view of each side. Has anyone ever pointed out that Andy says Mexicans instead of Mexicans? My mom. I can't even say it. Me- what do you say? Mexicans. 
Mexicans. Dude, I don't hear it. I don't, I don't hear it either. either that way. Um, my, my mom points it out all the time if you want to know. All right. Anyway, your podcast reminds me of Family Guy because there are things that absolutely should not be funny, but I find them hilarious. I don't have kids yet, but I can only imagine someone calling my baby a black shiny baby seal. I want to thank you for that because you know how I feel about the beautiful black babies. It's like when I have too much black coffee with no cream and sugar and I sit on the toilet and I push and I push and I pump out a beautiful black bowling ball from my ass that hits the water. That is the black baby in the well water swimming. Yes, Pierre Miquois. I laughed so hard. I didn't see the, I didn't start at episode one. So could you please explain where ten dollar a lot is from? I find it the funniest when the person writing is so bad then you have to stop and gather yourself <laughs> before you can continue. I love how you guys talk about and review shows. Has anyone ever mentioned Sneaky Pete on Prime Video? It's with Giovanni Ribisi and he plays a con artist. The cons he comes up with and how he how quick he is on his feet amaze me. Hopefully, I can become a member of the Loyal Ladies Listeners Club and get my own song one day. Aries, you are working on. Are you working on any new impressions? Stay funny. Well, baby, I gotta tell you, Delisha, if you wanna earn a female bitch badge uh, with the rest of our ladies, you have to put in the work. I will not tell you where ten dollar comes from because that is a shortcut. You must start from episode one and put in the work that Farah. And Shamor, a.k.a. Side, key, side Seat Sitter with the Chopper, has put in. All right? I love you, mama, but you got to put in the work. You got to grow with us. You can't just automatically skip the line and get a diploma and a scarf and cap or gown and cap. You got to do what the women did. Have you ever seen Sneaky Pete? Uh, no, and I wanted to see it too. And I, I had—it's one of those shows that just got by, by me. But I heard it was great, dude. I, I I downloaded a movie. You have to see Andy. You have to see it because I know you will enjoy it. Uh, and we got to talk about it uh, because the whole time I'm watching this movie, based on what it is, I said, dude, if there was ever a movie for Andy to star in, this is it. The it, it the comedy. You would you would make this movie golden. It's with my man Bob Odenkirk from Let's Call Saul. Or yeah, Better yeah. Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. It's called Nobody. Yeah, I saw the previews for it. You saw it? I didn't see it. I saw the previews. Dude, he plays a not the most non. Uh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Suspecting, unsuspecting, non-suspecting dude. Where he's got. Jason Bourne skills. Skills, yeah. But he looks the way he looks. And I just went, dude, I pictured you the whole time in this movie, but your hair is more like it used to be, real froey. Yeah. And with the beard, and you playing his role. And I went, this movie would be fucking golden. Bob is one of those guys, though, that just been around forever and just Man. kills everything he does. And it works because it's not taking itself too seriously. But it ain't an all-out comedy. It's in the middle of a action slash thriller slash comedy. But it's him whooping niggas' asses. Oh, it's fucking great. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. I wanted to see it. I just, uh, I, yeah, I ran out of time this week, man. Did you? Yeah, I really did. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go back to back with another female. Um, see, we have all female listeners now. Oh, no, just got two. Uh, <laughs> uh, JV Hunt. Um, another female listener on the podcast. She writes, what up, A&A? My name is Josie. And I'm another female listener as well as a college student from Maryland. I've been rocking with you guys since 2019. I'm the bald black girl Aries reposted on his Instagram page a while back wearing the $10 a lot of money t-shirt. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Remember her? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I, I emailed back in December 2019 when you guys were debating about people of African descent being black or brown. The email didn't get read on the show, but don't worry. I'm not pulling a cult soul crying in bathwater. <laughs> Aries, it sucks that you weren't able to do the Mike Tyson podcast because we know you're a big fan. I agree with not having expectations with these celebrities as they are human and fuck up just like the rest of us. I have the mindset that I only broadcast things in my life after it's done. Trust me, sweetie. That's one of those things that I'm really learning now. Don't celebrate till it's time to celebrate. And even when it's time to celebrate, don't celebrate. Um... I know you said you didn't really receive negative comments, but overall, that can spare you the negative energy and the public embarrassment if it doesn't work out. You can celebrate, though, but only after it's completed. Hopefully, his people call you back and you can be on the show. I'm no boxing fanatic, but I will tune in if you're a guest. Andy, I appreciate your headstrongness on your opinions. I don't think you should continue to explain yourself. There is such a thing as people having different views as we can either agree or agree to disagree. I love your optimism. I truly think we need more people like you in the world. And it made me crack up when you said your stepdad does the piss fart and the goddamn. (laughs) Because sometimes I say fuck shit damn whenever I burp fart or shit. Oh, and Aries Aries always talks about his two best friends. Andy, who are your best friends? Anyway, it was cool that Steve did the very own Oh Steve last email episode. It was nice hearing from the man behind this amazing podcast. Shout out Steve, shout out Steve for the awesome edits. You guys talk a lot about your parents and I think it would be dope as fuck if they were guests on your show. If they're down for it, of course. You guys share funny stories and speak highly of your parents and I just think that'll give us more insight into your background and overall just be good content. Just an idea. Also, do you guys know who Miss Pat the Comedian is? She has a podcast, too, called The Pat Down, and it's hilarious. I'm only asking because Aries and her are both raw and real, and you both are my favorite comedians and host my favorite podcast. I didn't want this to be too long. Too late for that. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you guys for the awesome content. Keep bringing us crisp A&A ale. Alto, Evan. And that would be a cool T-shirt as well. I can't wait to be able to come to your shows soon, Josie. Thank you, Josie. Very nice, man. Thanks. Yeah. Um, your 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 parents. My parents. Oh, best friends. I mean, my best friends. Um, Tim. Tim. You know, I, I feel bad though when I, Tim and I, uh, we don't talk as much as we used to, and it's just because I'm on the East Coast, he's on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's. He's hustling. He's coming up with his, you know, doing his life. Um, but Tim is still, like, if you talk about best friend who's in your heart, 
Yeah, Tim. He's one of the people I care about and I worry about. Um, but I'm not a good best friend. I don't I don't communicate enough. And the other person that falls into that same category is my friend uh, Matt uh, Matt Reese. And uh, Matt, uh, you know, he's on the he's also on the West Coast. He's in San Francisco. He's married with his kid, and you know, he has his How own life. You see these dudes. You know, um, when I'm in California, that's the other thing with Tim and I too, because with COVID. You know, we ha- I haven't been in California now for what? Over a year. No, but even when you come to Cali, you don't really hang out with Tim. You work. No, yeah, but I'll call him if he can if he can oh. meet up, we can meet up. When I was in Arizona, Tim would come out because his parents were still out in Arizona so that we would run into, you know, we we would make time, we'd run into each other. <coughs> um just hasn't been there like that. And I just feel like I'm a shitty friend to, to both my my people. But those are the people that I that, like in my heart that I think about, but I have some other people that I'm I'm close to. Would you to. say well, would you say even though you don't see them as much or not that often because of that? Because I, I don't know. I, I, well, I guess I'm in the same boat. I would think that the more you see someone that you call a friend and you have them in your life, that they would earn or rank a certain spot. But because you don't see them that much, they're still where they are. They're still where they are. Because I, I, <clears throat> I'm not. You know, I, I, I was just saying. I. See every week, so I thought I would be in there. Be, you would be in there. You, you, we don't. We don't have. We don't have. We don't have history like that. You like. That's what I respect yes. about you and your friends is that it's the history. Yeah, I mean, I've been. You know, like I said, my one dude, uh, best friend, brother ish, since fourth grade, and right after that, a year later, uh, Ivan. So yeah, man, we uh, yeah. My my friends are the my two friends that I, you know that I'm saying Tim and, and Matt. They're people that I knew before I was uh, you know when I was when I was still young and I was dating people uh, before I ever got hooked up and married or any of that. These are all people from that that who who I've been with that whole time. So right. that and so like that's how I I look at it. Those are the people that have been there. And I guess what I look at it is my like even if I don't talk to these guys in a while, I know that if I needed one of those two, they would be there. Yeah. Um, and if they needed me, if they needed me, which they don't, but you know, if they ever needed me, I would I would do what I needed to do. Right. Um, as far as uh, I, I'm going to reach out to Miss Pat Josie, um, she is black lady, an amazing woman. Is she black? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to Miss Pat, and I'm happy to say uh, I'm doing. You know, Russell Sim- Russell Peters started a new podcast uh, called Cancelled. Um, I'm going to do his on Monday. Back at his house, um, and then I sent out a, a, a thing where I was talking about food, a post, and I said, uh, "If you could only have one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be?" And then, of course, I said, "All the foods: Italian, Chinese, Mexican." And Robert Kelly uh, responded, um, and I, you know, I I never met Robert, and I reached out to him and said, "Robert, man, can I do your podcast, yo?" And he hit me back and said, absolutely, man. And then he called me. We chopped it up for about 15 minutes. And, of course, he paid me the greatest compliment, I, I which got, got my dick hard. He goes, uh, I go, Robert, man, I, I've always heard of you and knew of you from listening to Opie and Anthony when you would be on there. Uh, but I never had the pleasure of meeting you, man. It'd be great to meet you. He goes, fucking Aries, man. Let me tell you, I think you're funny as fuck. Uh, your interviews are fucking great. And I'm going to be honest with you. You remind me so much of Patrice. That was it right there. Oh! <laughs> oh! 
So I'm going to do his podcast May 3rd. Um, so there that is. Uh, that's great, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you're going to do that. Uh, Miss Pat, I got, to, I got to hang out with Miss Pat. I went to breakfast with Miss Pat. And I'm a server. I mean, I was a server. Miss Pat is, is one of the funniest people. But, man, if I, as a server, she is, when I was sitting there with her, I was like, man, I'm glad that I'm with her. And mm. not sir. Mm. Is she fat? She's, she's. Is she a fat black sassy bitch? She's 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 big. She's All thick. Right. She's not. But she's not. You know. Right. I mean, I don't know what you mean by fat. Not Ralphie May. No, but you know. I mean, you know, she's she's ham. <laughs> I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have hammed her. Okay. Uh, but she's she's just cool, and her stories and the way she talks, man. If you if you guys haven't heard of Miss Pat, uh, check her out. Listen to her uh, podcast, but also maybe uh, check out her uh, videos online. She's she is. I'm gonna check her out. Yeah, she's she's definitely she's her own unique person. Mm. Maurice Dotson, my man, who you've heard his music before, the Doctor. What up, legend? Just hitting you up to let you know you and Andy doing the damn thing. Once again, thanks for playing my music, getting it out to a larger crowd. I'm honored to know I'm the first artist you played on your show, as well as your most frequent artist played. However, I just want to comment about some of the artists you play on the show. You know, I never get the, the gas until I'm with you and until I'm on the mic. Is it, any other time, I'm fine. Dude, you, uh, we're going to get a sponsorship from Rollades or Tom's. Jesus, dude. I'm telling you there's, there's, a, there's a market here for it. Um, however, I just want to comment on how you play on this, but we play on the show. Some are truly some platinum potential artists. On the other hand, some are so trash that you would think they were signed to a label called Garbage Bag Productions. <laughs> someone, someone just took that on uh, right now. Just went on and grabbed that dot uh, com. Right. These are the motherfuckers that should have that have to pay you extra to have their shit played, like that Tupac imposter you had on the show called Jay Smith, Jay Snyder, Jay Shitter, or whatever the fuck. Just some constructive criticism for you, homie. You will not make it in the game impersonating another rapper, especially Tupac, the only one. The only one can get, the only one can get away with impersonating another rapper is the nigga that's hosting this podcast show. This dude even went as far as to say "death row" in his song. Please trust and believe you can get your point across in this rap game without biting off the next man's shit. I don't know which one or which group of friends you fuck with gassed you up to believe it was cool to do that shit. But if you play on plan on doing music, scratch that off your things to do in the booth. List on the in the booth, list fam, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Back to you, a man. I can't wait till you get your own special. I won't be watching that shit from TV. I'm gonna be up in that bitch front row, pimp. In my opinion, you are better than Kevin Hart. Even thought about being, and you in my top three best comedians ever list, fam. Keep doing the damn thing. I got some more heat for you to play at the end of the show, so stay tuned, my G. And to all the fans that I've gained from this show. That DM, my Instagram, giving me props. Thanks a million to you. It's more where that came from. Um, to his point, uh, he might be right. Because I don't know if you remember these two rappers that kind of sounded like Biggie. 
and one sounded like him more than the other. Shine and Gorilla Black, who I think was out of L.A. But Gorilla Black really sounded like Biggie. Shine, Shine kind of a little bit, but he adds more of his own what felt like a Jamaican influence. But point being, and I know Shine kind of got, his career kind of got derailed after that P. Diddy, Jennifer Lopez episode uh, with the shootout in the club. Um, and he hasn't been the same since. And Gorilla Black just came and went. So, Maurice, you might have a point, man. You got to be your own person in rap. Even though today everybody sounds like everybody. You know, all them young niggas sound the same. And that's what is successful. Well, they sound like auto-tune. Well, auto-tune is part of it. Yeah. But they all still got that same rhythm and cadence. Yes. Um, you know what, you know, and, and some people have commented about the people that they don't like or that mm-hmm. they don't feel are, are good. Eric Venable. Man, how you know someone, you need all the ends of the spectrum so you can show people, so that you can you can feel what the, that spectrum is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't have the, the low, then you don't get to feel the high. Listen, I was never an American Idol watcher. Uh when it got down to seriousness. When they would do the auditions, I was faithful. I, I would watch that like I watched Sopranos because some of the most entertaining moments would be to hear the ones that suck and then have Simon destroy them. Um, and I said on the podcast, listen, I don't agree, like everything we play. Um, that's not the point of it. That's not the point of it. Um, it's, it's to give people a shot. And, and again... As much as I agree with you, Maurice, the doctor, we got to remember it's subjective. Somebody out there likes that shit. Now, I don't know that it's enough somebody's to make a difference in their career, but, um, you know, different strokes, different folks, baby. Um, I agree with you, though, wholeheartedly. Um, Chris and Color, first time podcast emailer. Like a virgin, ooh, touch for the very first time. Like a virgin, if if you would ask me any time in my life if I was going to sit next to Ari Spears and do uh, a podcast, I probably would have said no, nah, probably not. But if they would have said, "Do you just go sit next to Ari Spears on a podcast, and you're going to hear him do a Madonna?" Yes. I would have been, there's no fucking way. I'd have lost a million dollars right now. <laughs> Did you like Madonna? One dude actually, there's a clip, for, I remember a, a white dude with black hair auditioned for American Idol, and he sang that song. And dude, the way uh, Randy Jackson and Paul uh, Simon lost it and destroyed this motherfucker... Um, t- it was he sang it just like that. I'm not exaggerating. He went <laughs> like a vegetable. <laughs> it was priceless. But you said what? Did you did you like Madonna? No. You, you didn't have any any love for her. At all. I am all heterosexual. You didn't like it at all. You didn't like Lucky Star. Like? Not not the like the, the the first the first album, Madonna. Lucky Star. Nah, don't, the all what, the that bitch nigga. All right. Madonna? Yeah. 
What did you like? I liked Lucky Star. Did you really? Yeah, the song Lucky Star. I was DJing at that time, and I played Madonna. Fucking packed the dance floor. Okay, but that was for your job. You really liked her? Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't mad at her. Man, if you don't slide your glitter ass over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, first time writing in, but have been listening since the beginning and look forward to you every Wednesday and Thursday. You and Andy got to do more than an hour. It's never enough pod. Mm, nigga want the extra dick. <laughs> Just wanted to talk about the Megan Kelly episode like everyone else. First, I already don't trust anyone named Megan with a Y. Uh, I will say, nigga, fuck all that. Yo, Megan Kelly's sexy. You think you don't think you think she's hot? That's a that's a hot bitch, nigga. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with the way she looks. Yeah, man. Um, there, there is there's a little evilness though in her face, sometimes. and I like it. <laughs> I love it. Oh God, I was. That you talking about role playing? We escaped slave and the master's wife to call her Miss Mega, Miss Mega, Miss Megan Bell, Miss Megan Bell. <laughs> oh, and I'm ran foots. Um, uh, first, I see the point she went, Andy, were making, but I feel like Andy doesn't understand that black children aren't always afforded the luxury of participating in a safe and sheltered childhood as others. Mostly white children. Ooh. We're forced to grow up and deal with real life circumstances a lot sooner than white children. And though the letter had harsh language, black children have to deal with a lot more than harsh language, but a very harsh and scary reality, even at six years old. I feel like that particular letter at the school was written terribly, but I don't think the children shouldn't hear the uncut truth that young. Andy says it will scare them, but imagine how scary how scary can be to be black in America. Yes, yes, $10 worth. Uh, I love him, but he can't. He's Mexican and Jewish, Jewish, but shows the safest identity as a white man. That's not a jab, just facts. A white girl told me when we were in third grade that you're black because your parents left you in the oven too long. Their parents don't sugarcoat the racism, so why sugarcoat the reality that their classmates have to live with. If you're scared, go to church. Love both of y'all and listen religiously. I hope y'all can come back to Tommy T's out here in the Bay again soon since San Jose was hating. Chris. Me? Yeah, nigga, you. Yeah, uh, yeah I actually, I think on the last podcast that we did, I addressed that I, 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 I listened to it and I heard that part that I missed that you just said. Yeah, that some that black children aren't always afforded that luxury. Because of the reality, um, and I'd like how you said uh, being black in America. You know, uh, the, the more I read, the more that I learn. I don't think it's being black anywhere is the the easiest uh, the job to, to grow up in that. I, I, there's there's extra that comes with it, and uh, understanding that. Also gets me to understand what you just said, and yeah, I, I understand that point. My point uh, has to do more with the intellectual level, but I, I really do understand what you're saying right there. Um, the part about me choosing white is actually kind of has to do with uh, also what you just said, though, about uh, what the white kid said to you that you were left in the oven too long. I had, uh, you know, I've, I've been told by my Mexican side, my Mexican heritage, that I wasn't left in the oven long enough. <clears throat> so 
to that point, um, I didn't choose it. It's just how I like. I try to say how I walk. Do you want to go in the oven? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the other part of that. So uh, that's that's where um, I, I said it, it kind of was put on me that way. Um, who I am. And how I feel about life and humanity, I don't think that uh, our color should define us. But I understand your point. Um, but it's 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 everything I'm against. My man, my humanity, the humanity that I feel to people, um, is how I define people. And, and so it, it, this is a conversation that would take me hours to have with somebody. But remember, the girl who wrote in said, you don't always have to explain yourself. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm not going to, I can't go any further there. But I want, I guess what I should have said and made this a lot shorter is I understood every point that you made and they're all valid. Here, here. Um, this is from our girl, A, B, Pussy Powers Unite. Hello to my favorite A's. I'm going to get on my hot tep shit and give a shout out to all the ladies who listen weekly to this podcast. Much love to Shamor, who expressed her concerns about responses towards the ladies because the audience is primarily male. With that said, and she writes, hey, Sister Queen Farah, keep enjoying your pink penis. As I have said before, it's not for me, but I don't have any thoughts, feelings or opinions for those who date outside of their race. Love whomever you want to love. I got to say, pink penis just sounds so grotesque. Uh, not to say that brown penis is an option, uh, but pink penis. Nigga, just, <laughs> just feel a, a dog, nigga. Like, <laughs> new dog. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. But, <laughs> um, to the black man who wrote in and had to attack the queens in order to get his email read. Peace and love to you, brother. You are completely entitled to your opinion. However, this is where we go wrong as black people. There is no rule that we all have to think and feel the same ways. You did not listen to a word that Aries said when he read my email because I gave a lot of context to why I think and feel the ways that I do. <clears throat> Despite your lack of understanding... It does not matter because I do not owe you any explanation of who I am as you do not owe any about yourself. As a black female in law enforcement, I continuously use my position to help people. I generally deal with people at one of the worst moments of their lives. A little extra kindness and grace goes a long way. When I allow myself to view the news, it's interesting to hear the studies that law enforcement officers of color use less lethal force versus their counterparts. I often think to myself, what if more black people join the police force? Uh, what would that look like for the communities of color that we serve? But people scream, yell, and hold up signs at these protests that they don't see officers that look like them in their neighborhoods. But we won't take the job. It doesn't make sense. What change do you really want to see? I'm an angry and disgust. I am angry and disgusted that the female officer made that fatal error with the latest televised police-involved killing. These mistakes should not be happening. I am only one person. I cannot and will not try to speak for all persons in law enforcement, as I would never try to speak for all black people. But what I do know is that I am not on the trauma train. 
The media, politicians, and money-grabbing activists are messing with people's physical and mental health. These laws are shifting, which are going to hurt people of color presently and in the future. They want to keep you angry, drunk, and high. All I can say is wake the hell up. Get out of your emotions and use your head. Look at Sister Girl from BLM who used funds to purchase homes for herself. I am certain this is where people who donated their money want... Wait, wait. Look at this girl who used funds to purchase herself some homes. I am certain this is where people who donated their money wanted it to go. She is the new and improved female version of Sharpton and Crump. Shake my head. Much love. Always AB. Um, yeah, baby. I, I, I'm not sure I, I agree with what you say when you go... Black people... There should be more black cops in our neighborhoods, but black people won't take the job. Um, I hear what you mean, but I, I think that's a shitty position where we have to feel like we have to be cops, especially if we don't want to be, just so we get treated properly. Like if that's supposed to be a solution to the problem. Yo, yo, we got, we, y'all got to become cops. That's not fair. What do you mean? I'm not going to let you say that like that. Okay, Why? Because if in all other categories, if you want fairness, where if there's not enough black coaches, there's not enough black CEOs, there's not enough black, then in that same vein, you have to put that same number in. There, you have to have oh, okay, it. But but that's but that's not the same thing because coaches and all those other people you name um, aren't killing people. No, but they're they're affecting every community. That community's but, but you being the guy who always goes kumbaya. Life should be a certain way. Our tax dollars especially pay the cops to protect and serve. We shouldn't have to become cops to be treated right by, by our own, because we got black cops in black neighborhoods. Those white cops took an oath, and they're supposed to treat us properly and with respect and not kill us based on that oath and do their job properly. We shouldn't have to go, the answer to us not becoming killed or treated improperly is we should become cops if we don't want to become cops. I, I agree with what you're saying. How you how you, what you express right now um, about who should protect and serve, and it should be equal that way. But the fact is, as you bring more people and more culture into it, the understanding changes because the problem isn't uh, isn't just. Uh, uh, the color, it's the culture and not understanding people from a different culture. And the only way that happens is when uh, that having more black people in law enforcement. Listen, I when I say that, I'm not talking about just black people enforcing uh, the law in a black community. I would like to see black officers in regular in regular white communities policing because culturally, I think we miss. I don't think that we understand each other culturally. I've had, I've had the, I have, I've we, had, we don't have to understand each other culturally to treat each other the way we respectfully. To treat yeah. Yes. But, but if you, uh, let me just give you this example. And this is a, this is an example that's way out, out on a limb to say this, but there's things that you do in certain cultures that may be seem aggressive in another culture. Like I, I think I, I heard a long time ago. I don't know. Give this, me an example. That's what I'm going to say. I don't know if this is true. Um, in the Asian culture, a smile, like a big smile is actually is an aggressive is aggressive. That's to why Asians. A- yeah, that's why Asians are very stoic when they meet people and introduce. They don't. What the fuck a could smile. a big smile mean? 
it, that's not that's not important. What's important is culturally there's differences. As we as our cultures blend and we start to learn each other a little bit differently and respect each other a little differently because we understand it instead of just being who we are. Okay, but what would you say is the culture about us that cops don't understand, which gives them reason to act like fools? Oh, I don't, I don't give them that. So that point is moved. No, but as you add more to any mix, it changes. Remember when you said a while ago, whenever you say something, there should be a ding when you're going to get letters? Yeah. Ding. I, I, I don't know that I'm going to get letters. I mean, maybe. I, I do. I, I just think that, I think that black, more black people in law enforcement is a good thing. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to say it any other. Uh, maybe I'm not saying it. The I right think way. anybody in law enforcement is a good thing because it stops crime. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about specifically her saying that black people are bitching about the police. So the answer to that is become police, so that we can work in our own neighborhoods and ensure our own safety. When I'm saying that shouldn't have to be an option. No, but I think that if if there was if 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 more black people were involved in law enforcement and I didn't have... It would, and what about the black people that are involved in law enforcement that won't break down the blue wall of silence? They, that is They're a, just as bad. But that's why, and, and this, this is going to go into a different direction, this defunding the police really means restructuring the police has to happen because this isn't the, this isn't the policing that should be happening. And then here's this. DL posted a video about a black woman... I forget where, oh, Buffalo, New York, who was a cop. And her white racist partner. She stopped him from. She stopped him. Yeah. She got fired. Um, He eventually was arrested and served four months in jail, but still got to keep his pension. They took away, they fired her, I think she was about a year away from receiving her pension. And the only reason why it got turned around was because she took it to court and a judge felt obviously she was done wrong. And he put her in position to get her pension. But she got fired, lost her job, was in threat of losing her pension. Meanwhile, the racist white cop was only arrested for four months and got to keep his pension. Again, that's a problem, but that's why. So when you say black people become cops, unless the system is changed, that is not necessarily an an answer. But the system changes I think the system is easier to change when you have more people in it that need the change, that see the change, that have to be part of the change. You're not going to get rid of racist white cops by not having more people of other ethnic groups entering the police department. But again, there are black cops who work with white cops who are racist I'm not, and don't do a fucking thing. I'm not. I'm, I, I can't speak on that. I'm, I can't. All I can say is that I feel like it would be better when I see uh, these situations. Uh, Situations, not even the fucking right word. When I see horrible shit happening, and you see cops, and and you look at at, at the makeup of the police department that shows up for a, 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 an event, mm-hmm. a, a killing, and it's all white, and there's no one else there. I'm like, and it's not like it's like two cops. It's not like two cops showed up. When there's 20, when there's like, well, honestly, there was like eight cops. No one of color? I I, I don't, representation's important. You say, oh, you talk about Obama, representation's important. I think it's important also on the police force. Yeah, but I would say in the sense of the police force, representation is useless unless it's uh, 
used correctly uh, unless it's, it's used to our advantage. Okay. And too many times there are black cops who have who are doing the representation part, but not, they're not doing the part in terms of where we benefit from it. Well, I, I, I think that that is part of what would have to change. But I think that it changes and it affects it and it, and it betters the police department. I think any time that you make things multicultural, it benefits, especially this is what this country was supposed to be. I think black cops are just as scared as black people. Do you think if there was a majority, do you think if there was more, a, a, a more, if more black cops were to join the force, that the fear would go down as you had more and more people that would rise to power and then it, would, it wouldn't be the same way? I don't know because those cops, when you talk about position of power, there's someone above them. So unless we get black representation in power positions. But you're not going to get it unless you enter that force. That's listen. It's not going to fix the problem tomorrow. How long have we had black cops since since, since cops were ever around? And what's changed? Listen, there were black cops in the sixties, black cops in the fifties. What changed? Dude, if you really want to break it down, there was black cops when the slave patrol was happening in okay. in, in, in back in. Okay, so yeah. what changed? Culturally, I think that. It, it would affect where we are today. It would have a positive effect. I, I could be completely like you say, wrong. unless you unless there are black people in position like judges. And because it was I forget what they called the law that they wrote into effect behind that black woman. But there was basically a law that says that if a black you have to you it, have to aid, you yeah, have to yeah, help. And if you don't, yeah, you could aid and help without fear of losing your job or retribution. But so unless there are black people in those positions to write laws or change laws that protect black cops under them, then nothing's going to change. But it did change. That was a big change that just happened. That was signed into effect by a white judge. It, but it happened. Okay. Okay. But, but I don't want all of our destiny to be in the hands of white folks. So listen. I, I I can't change who has power right now. What I'm saying is the more people that get involved, and I'm not just talking about black people. I'm talking about... Because uh, that's white people rescuing niggas if they feel like it. I'm talking about uh, Asians. I'm talking about Indian. I'm talking about everybody needs to be represented in law enforcement. Because the more you represent, the more when you look, when you're in your community and you see more law enforcement that looks like you, the better that I think is it, 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 the more effective that law enforcement department will be. I think that it's easier for people. And I think that white people who get away with shit, if they saw that the law enforcement wasn't just them, it might change the way that they act. Well, here's what we do know. We're waiting for the verdict of George Floyd's killer. And now we will see what plays out in this white female cop that mistook allegedly wink wink her taser uh for a gun for a taser um cuz i believe she's brought up on second degree manslaughter charges. charges so let's see how these two things play out well do you you think that she she wanted to kill him i i'm asking oh, of course you th- okay and this is just of my course. question to you Listen, listen, I don't think that she belongs on the force. I don't think that if you can't recognize the difference between your taser and your gun, uh, that you should be on the force. 
I, I think that it, she was training people. This is this. There's a lot of problems in this. There was a great clip DL posted of a white officer. He's playing the camera. He's standing up. He grabs his taser, pops it on his left side. Grabs his gun, pops it on his right side. And he points to it. This is my taser. This is my gun. There's a difference in weight. And then he sits down and he breaks down what you just said. If you can't tell the difference between a taser and a gun based on weight, based on this, based on that, you shouldn't have this job. No. So, of course, she, she knew what she was doing. But so you think that she was on the force for 26 years. She never killed anybody, but that was the moment she said, you know what, I think I can get away with it right well, at this moment. Well, based on you saying that, what do you think happened? Do you think she meant to kill him? Ding! Your pause is a letter. No, no my pause is a letter. I'm trying to word this the way. Wait, I, I don't even... I, the is, word, are you going through your white scale? Your yep, yep. Okay. I, I, it doesn't make a difference to me at this point because she killed him. And that's the bottom line. He's dead, and she... No, no, I'm going no. to take it to the next part after uh, I say okay. that. Okay, answer the question. But I have to say that first, because okay. it doesn't... Does, do I think that she, uh, that she knowingly... I think she got in... Do you think she went, I'm going to kill this black man because he's black? No, I don't think she did that. I think that she got... Ding, 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 ding. I think... I, I don't think that that was her. I, I don't think that that was it. I think she did kill him, though, and I think she killed him because she took out her gun, and that was the mistake. That, that so was, you think when she pulled that gun out, she thought she had a taser? I, I, I don't imagine that she waited all these years, and that's when she shot the gun, and she shot one time. When the police shoot, they shoot, they empty their guns out, generally. I, that's the only thing that I have to say. I'm not defending her. I think she she has to go to she has to go to jail. She killed a man. Well, you're saying all the right things. No, 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 no. What because what? I, but what I think be. here's what I think happened. I think she went out there, and what she should have done was taken out her taser. But because of who she was, or whatever she is, she and her fear, or whatever it was, she pulled her gun, and she pulled out the wrong weapon. Whether she, and that's where I think intentionally, yes, she pulled out the wrong weapon. She fired. I don't even care if she thought she had her taser. She, she's on the force, 26 years old. She's a trainer. She can't feel it. You go to jail for that shit. If you were in the military and you killed someone like that, you're going to prison. I'm done with her. That isn't, that isn't my question. You asked me the question, do I think that she intentionally went, I think I have a moment here, and I'm going to yell taser, and I'm going to kill him. That is what everybody, I know that that would be the popular way to say it. Uh, the popular. No, the popular way would be the easy way for me to say that on this podcast. Oh. The easy way would be for me to say that's what happened. I can't believe that she waited 26 years, had her camera on, and said, this is the moment that I'm going to take this dude out, and I'm going to finally get one. You know how many races have been in positions of power for years and years and years before they eventually get caught? Before they eventually get That's uncovered. the other side of this. That's the other side. So Do you have more? So that, so that no, because years, she, and years and years means nothing. And she does have something in her jacket about covering up uh, a shooting. Okay, so let me ask you again. Do you think she... What you no, just said. No, I don't. don't. Think, I don't think that that was her. Even though you just said she, there's been evidence of her no, no, because doing foul play. She, cut, she told two officers that were involved in the shooting to go home, turn off their... Th- uh, and see, the other thing is, from what I understand, and I, haven't, I don't have all the information on this one. Based on the information you have right now, 
You're saying she did what? What what I heard was that she told two officers that were involved in the shooting, turn off your cameras, go home, don't speak to each other, which are the things that you would you should say. That's why I don't understand where, where the problem was, because they're not supposed to talk to each other, because if they do, that's them setting so up their So she didn't excuse. do anything illegal or immoral? I don't know any more than what I just told you. That's but no, all. that part, is that illegal or immoral? That shouldn't be either. You would tell those guys go home and not to talk to each other because if but they- to turn off your cameras? On your way out? Yeah, you're not supposed to leave your camera on when you're leaving. Turn off your camera because what are you going to do when you're in your car? You're going to talk. You're going to say things. Uh, you're going to talk about what happened. That's not going to... I would say that if I, was, if I was in the position, I would say, yeah, you turn off your camera, you go home, and you don't talk to the other person because that's how you make up... You talk to the other person, well, say this, and I said this, and that's what happened. Then you come up with your stories together. She told them not to talk to each other. That's what I, but I don't know any more than that. That's all I got out of what, uh, what I was able to find out. I, ha- I, have, I have other stuff here. I, I didn't want to make this a whole podcast. No, so. we can get off it. Um, uh, I would like to have this conversation because I have numbers on shootings and everything that we talked about, how many Hispanics are shot. Because we, we had that conversation. Continued. So I have that for you because you wanted that information. And I have all that now. Nah, I don't trust white numbers. <laughs> do, do you, white, do you write, use, use uh, black ink on, on white paper? Yeah, nigga. Um, you wouldn't do black, white, black paper with white nah, numbers on it. I got you. Um, last one. Alan Camacho. Pod email number six. Yo, man, I'd like to start this email by saying rest in peace, Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX. More than just a great rapper, he was a great human. I grew up a depressed kid with not so much in life, so DMX's music hit me and had such a great influence on my life growing up. Sometimes it was just me in my room by myself, no friends, with a CD player listening to all his music, man. It touched me in a way that not too much else could. I felt like I wasn't alone. The pain and struggle he spoke about was something I could relate to. When I heard he had finally passed, I cried, man. This one hit hard. But then I thought maybe X is finally at peace. Maybe there's no more pain. I don't know, man. But he'll never, he'll, he'll forever live on with the art he left to this world. I just want to say condolences to his family and kids. Long live DM motherfucking X. Yeah, man. Uh... Yeah, brother, I feel you. We all, we all in grievance, my guy. All right, um, anything to add to what he just said, or more of the same? Yeah, you know, I can't add to that, man. I, I, I hope he's at peace. Yeah, I hope, know. I hope he's feeling good. You think he's up there or down there? I think we all go up there. You think so? Yeah. Yo, I want to be with the hoes and the and the tricks and the, and the, and the weed. Yo, where's the devil? I want to tell you a story about a girl I met at school one day during Sandbox. And we toasted our love during milk break. I gave him my cookies. So we fell out during finger pain. So one day, and that was Monday, and I stepped up to her and I said,
You are out of your fucking mind, dude. What? He was the one. No, fuck. Obviously, he was the one. Tito and all them other niggas. But he was the little kid at one point. Right, and that showed and, and you, you who he, he was. He gonna, sang yeah. like a man. Yeah, but you know what really kills me about that? It's just when you're gifted. When you're gifted, when God, I mean, I mean, yeah. and, and when you when you people don't believe in God, and some, that, would you say it? yes? Derek, when I see that, I go, God's gotta exist. When someone, what the fuck is that? That's gifts. But then I read the paper, and I see the opposite of that. And go, can't be a god, man. Four year old raped and murdered by a sick, sadistic fuck. Come on, man. Free will. Uh, God gives you free will. What you do with it is what you do with it. Because Michael Michael Jackson might have not had that dad. Michael Jackson's dad could have been someone who didn't nurture. I, I mean, I, I don't even want to use the word nurture because nurturing wasn't part of it. But didn't put them in a position. It could have been musical. That's a gift, man. Oof. That's a gift. And I don't know how old he was then, but to, to have that ability at that age, power, range. Oof. And this is why I go, dude, fuck y'all, man. I, I, and I know every generation does it. Our generation was better than y'all. Don't, what replaces that? What today is that some people get gifts man that's all i can say but here's the thing you still have to when i said that about doing something with it you have to do something because the best swimmer in the world could be living in the middle of the desert Mm. and unless you take your gifts to where it's going to work for you right do you really believe that there are because when you talk about a gift shit like that don't come often but do you believe in the world? Not just America, the world. There's a shitload of those. But like you said, they just haven't had the opportunity or haven't been harnessed right. The best swimmer in the world could be living in the desert right now and don't even realize that they have that ability, the ability to be the best. It's about figuring it out. This is why we all go through the journey. This is why God gives you the free will. Some people, you know, turn out to be fucking pieces of shit. Other people do something with it, and other people, we just accept the place that we are. It's like that great line by Jadakiss in his song, Why, when he goes, why is a nigga up north better than Jordan that ain't get that break? So it's like, you know, Michael Jordan is a gift, like Michael. But are there other... Michael Jordan's in the world that just didn't get the break. But don't forget, too, maybe there is somebody better than Jordan, but maybe they couldn't play on a team sport where they had to listen to a coach and they had to, they had to play a game in a way that uh, made sense for the rest of the team. They said Len Bias was better than Jordan. Len Bias. But you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Look how that played out. But And that was his own doing. You know what, though? And this is, this is the thing, though. Len Bias, we don't know. I don't know. I know that they've done the Lynn Bias story, and but he was partying that night because he was drafted. He was going to be a big deal. He was it was a party. But you know not to do cocaine. And as an athlete, a world class athlete who's entering the NBA, professional sports where you could make millions, 
and change your life and your family's life. You don't do cocaine. But you're a Jordan kid. said on the last dance, yeah. when he walked in the room and he saw lines and weed and girls, I'm out of here. But you're a kid, and whatever sets you up to have all those gifts, all that talent, it has to all work together. It has to come together. So, like you said, yeah, there's probably better. There's probably better players than Jordan, but it doesn't all come together. It has to come together. If you're the best swimmer and you're living in the desert, it's not coming together. Right. You know, Michael Jackson. As much as you can say about Joe and who Joe was, without Joe, does it come together? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. When it came to the beatings, I know it sounds because you hear beaten and kid. It's frowned upon. It's abuse. But if that was what was necessary to maintain the focus for the bigger picture, it's the price you pay. But when you have that talent, maybe the beatings weren't necessary. Maybe there was a different way to do it. Maybe that's what Joe missed. Uh, Well, you might be right. You might be right. And, you know, look. Because if it all came together properly, he'd still be here. Who, Michael? Yeah. If everything came together properly. But why you say that? He'd still be here. Because he was, you know, he was running away. When you do what he did to take those, uh, he was addicted to propothal. Propothal, right. it, it gives you a euphoric feeling. And when you come out of it, you feel you have moments of, of where you have no uh, problems. You mean the beatings were long-term effects long-term on his effect. psyche? On his psyche, yeah. Right. Without that, maybe he, without that part of his life, maybe. But maybe he also doesn't become the great figure that he was. Because if he wasn't focused, or if he didn't have that, his father didn't instill that, you must do this. I mean? I never heard Jordan's father say he beat him and Jordan had the focus. Yeah, but Jordan also was so driven himself. He was so driven and wanting to always be. He always tells that story about how his brother Larry used to beat him, and it would drive him crazy. And he knew he wouldn't be good till he beat his bro- his older brother Larry. So he always had that. Oh, you cut me from the high school team. Watch this. Michael was, you know, Michael had all of his older brothers that he that given a different opportunity, maybe they could have used his brothers as his direction, his way of getting to that focus and getting to be who he is. I can't say that. I wasn't there. Neither were you. We know what we got, and we know that it didn't give Michael Jackson the best life. But he had all that gift. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I challenge y'all. Who today fucks with that? I'm telling you, man, we come from the best generation, dude. And me and you come from that generation where, look, ass whoopings wasn't seen as... It wasn't abuse. It, it wasn't abuse. It was... It was Spare the rod. What was it? Spare the rod. Uh, something to the child. What did, I forgot how it goes. Uh, there yeah, was a saying, yeah, spare, oh. spare the rod. Something to, with the right. child. You, you, they're basically, we're saying, you got, you, got to give them, you got to give them a little bit of a... Yeah. Yeah. And we know what abuse is. We, we know what real abuse is. Um... Somebody I remember posted something where they said something about, look, I think this, the ass whooping generation has done better than this non ass whooping generation. These coddling kids and, 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 you know, and all this, you know, 
child services and you can't touch your kids and it's abuse. This generation is lacking something because their asses wasn't touched by that leather that I think when we had our asses touched, we were better. We, you might want to rephrase it a little bit. What? Because the ass is touched? Yeah, just the ass is touched. Oh. Spare the rod, spoil the child. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, listen, you know what? I, I, I don't want to... I'm sure that there's kids that will rise to a level that weren't beaten, that didn't get spanked. I shouldn't say you used the word beaten, because I was spanked. That's what... I, and I grew up... And I didn't spank my children. They did... Each of them got a swat once. I'm going to be honest. Right. They did. And it was such, and and because of that, it it affected them in a way that they were like, oh my god. So by not delivering it the same way it was delivered to me, like for everything I did wrong, I was going to get spanked. That had a bigger effect on me. Did you feel some of it, most of it, was deserved or not? No, I, that's the other thing. Uh, how it's how it's give how it's doled out. If it, if if if, if you. No, I didn't deserve a, much of what I got. My my dad had a short temper. My stepfather had a short temper, and uh, um, he was he was tired. He worked hard. He never got what he thought he deserved in life, and so you know, Is your stepdad or your real dad? Stepdad. Wow. You know how they say if you're going to be a stepdad, the woman you love. If you love her, you have to love her kids. Yeah, just the same. You have to accept them as yours. Uh, would you agree with that? I mean, how could you say I, I loved her, but her kids? Yeah. No, no. I, I, I don't know that you love them. You can love them the same. I think that though you should love being a dad. Well, my point is this: if you love being a dad and you accept it all, yes. Do ass whoopings or or the right to give administer ass whoopings come with that, or or do you go look love be a dad love the mom accept the kids but when it comes times for discipline, that's not your business. No, I think, but, you, but yet you accept them like they're your business. If you're raising the kids together and your your partner agrees with your your discipline, like they agree, if you have that conversation, because I think it's parents should work together because there's nothing worse. To me, I think that when one parent wants to do it one way and the other parent wants to do something different, um, I think it's better if the parents are on the same um, wave of how they discipline their child so the child knows they're not getting away with it from either parent. Right. Uh, But yeah, I I think if if you're in it and you're raising the kid, and whether it's your stepkid or your real kid, your your biological kid, I should say... uh, yeah, discipline's part of the game. Part it's part of the whole. It's part of raising and developing the child. Dude, that sounded god damn very wet. No, it wasn't. It was a dry wet. It sounded very it was like a dry rub. Yeah, what are you not going to confess if it was wet? No, I would. And and wet ones come with a smell. Yeah, well, so far so good. <laughs> <laughs> Behavior is the name of the artist. Uh, and this is one of them motherfuckers that did not pay attention because he gave me his real name. Well, I don't know if it's real. Behavior. But he didn't give me any of his socials. So there's no way to reach out to him. But like the doctor says, 
because he's part of Garbage Bag Productions. It won't matter. Uh, Dehavior featuring sickened, sick individual. Sick, sick individual. They want to see me dead is the name of the song by Dehavior. Uh, and if this song sucks, they will want to see you dead. Uh, here it is. Are we out? Yep. Hee <laughs> hee. Yeah. They want to see me dead Niggas put prices on my head Now I got two Rottweilers by my bed They want to see me dead Niggas put prices on my head Now I got two Rottweilers by my bed I feed them Somebody lead. shot my mama whip up while I had that bitch Fresh off a flight Lucky I ain't had my stick Cause the car they was in I would've flipped that bitch Shot the windows out Driver would it got hit. Can't a young nigga live and get this cash? All you hating motherfuckers, they can kiss my ass. Maybe my mind playing tricks on me. Don't know who it was, but they couldn't aim though. They was just busting the gun. I'm confused. I can't a man that's done so much can have all these hating whole niggas that want him touched. I'm confused. I can't a man that's done so much can have all these hating whole niggas that want him They touched. wanna see me. Dead. Niggas put prices on my head, now I got two Rottweilers by my bed They wanna see me dead, niggas put prices on my head Now I got two Rottweilers by my bed, I feed them lead I'ma keep it gangster, that's what I gotta do Cause I'm a nigga with an attitude Anytime you see me, I got that German Luger Golden State, all my NATO niggas shoot us Drop the top on the Bentley Coupe this bitch rolling with me, sip the Henny too No pictures, autographs or interviews You act up, I gotta show you what this semi do I ain't gon' never change my dialogue That's why my shit is hot like a fire log That's why these niggas soft like a baby's ass In my trunk, duct tape and a ski mask I might kidnap you for the ransom How much we- Can you feel it, baby?